the Dare to Decide podcast, where we take a psychological dive into our everyday decisions that shape our relationships, health, and finances. My name is Marion. I'm a former school psychologist who built a multiple six-figure online business, helping thousands of women transform their health and confidence. This is a podcast for women who don't want to settle for a life that is less than what they know deep down they can create. I believe that to begin building the life you truly want, you are just one decision away. This is an Up Level Your Life podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Okay, so today we're talking about direct messaging, the DMs. And I know that half of you are super excited about this topic, and the other half are maybe groaning and thinking, oh, I don't want to talk about this, but I know it's important, so I'm going to listen. And I just want to tell anyone who is feeling a little meh about direct messaging that it's okay. I get it. I think that if we've been taught to do direct messaging in a gross, icky way, that it does feel like something that we want to avoid. So I'm just going to say that if that's you, it's normal. And it doesn't need to feel this way. We need to flip the script here and make direct messaging a really fun and enjoyable business activity. It should never feel icky. And if it does, that's a huge red flag that you're doing it wrong. So I really hope today's episode will change that experience for you. Okay, so in order to be successful in any business, you need to master the skill of selling. It's hands down the main foundational skill you need as an entrepreneur. So let's first start with the three big core reasons why people don't buy in the first place. And you might want to write these down because knowing these three reasons is so important. So number one, they don't trust themselves. They don't, they don't trust themselves to finish the program, to execute the tasks within the program, and they don't trust themselves to experience success. This is, this is probably the most common one. So that's a biggie. Number two, they don't trust you, or maybe, maybe they don't like you. I don't know. Something about you just doesn't resonate. They just maybe don't trust you yet. And remember that this is okay. You aren't meant for everyone. Number three is they don't believe in your offer. So they don't believe it's actually going to achieve the results that it says. They don't maybe believe in your method just yet. So those are the main three reasons why someone doesn't buy. So why is this knowledge powerful from a sales perspective? Well, because beliefs drive thoughts. Thoughts drive action and action drives results. So let me give an example here because I'm an example girl. Let's say that you believe making 20K a month in your business is hard. And not only hard, maybe you believe it isn't even in the realm of possibility for you. So if that's your belief, then what type of thoughts are you going to have? Well, some common ones I've heard from clients are, I'm not worth what I'm charging. I don't add enough value. Money is hard to attract. Clients are difficult to get. So if you have those type of thoughts, then what type of actions will you be taking in your business? Most likely, you'll be charging way less for your program or your service. You'll subconsciously be discounting your product because you doubt the value that you deliver. So while other coaches are charging $300 an hour, you're charging $75. And even at $75, you wonder subconsciously if that's too expensive. (laughs) So 
what other action will you take with this belief system? Well, you probably won't seek out PR and media opportunities to spread your message and offer because in your core, right, in your subconscious, you doubt your own offer. You, you could literally be the most qualified and skilled coach in your field. And yet, if you can't stand up straight with pure confidence and enthusiasm, when you share the opportunity to work with you, it, it doesn't matter. Because basic human psychology says that people care more about how you show up and your energy and, and how you make them feel than they do the words you're actually speaking. It's crazy, right? But this is, this is why you see a lot of quote unquote unqualified people online who attract clients like white on rice in their field because they have confidence and certainty oozing out of every orifice of their body, right? We've all seen them. So going back to reason number one, why someone won't buy, right? Remember, it's because they don't believe in themselves. Well, you almost have to have enough confidence and certainty for the both of you. They have to feel not just not just here. They have to feel your absolute unwavering belief in the methodology that you've created that they decide, hey, I can believe in myself for five minutes, like enough time to sign up and get started. So they want to borrow your belief. So if you're putting a cap on your own belief inside your own business, that waterfalls into the experience that your potential client will have with you. So your little belief that 20K months aren't even in the realm of possibility for you leads you to believe that you aren't worth what you're charging right now. So you don't seek out new opportunities with confidence. So you discount your pricing and your time And your results are that you struggle to attract new paying clients. And then you're left spinning your wheels on social media, wondering what else you can do to increase your business. It all goes back to belief. And this is why I'm so freaking passionate about what I do, because I feel like in my work, it's like taking someone who is putting moonshine in their fuel tank and wondering why they can't drive fast. So we switch out the moonshine and put in rocket fuel and like zoom, everything follows like dominoes tipping on top of one another. But what most people do here is they try to change their actions and they think if they just do something different, then they're going to get a different result. And that's flawed thinking because it doesn't matter if you put new tires on a car that's running on moonshine, right? Or if you get a fancy new paint job. Okay. But you've still got moonshine beliefs. What makes a Ferrari a Ferrari is what's on the inside. So we need to start there. So this is just a little side question for you right now is what belief do you hold to be true for yourself that is actually holding you back? And answering that question might take some time. (laughs) Okay, it's a pretty deep question. And for some people, it takes years to pull back the onion layers and have that moment, that kind of aha moment of, oh my gosh, I actually believe this about myself. And then once they realize it, then we can take the simple action and eliminate and replace that belief. It's, it's like carving out a cancer. So for me personally, I can share a quick example from my own life for the, for the longest time. I carried this belief that 
the only reason I'm successful is because I'm lucky. Now, this took me a long time to uncover as a belief. And by the way, this type of thinking is hallmark imposter syndrome. So if you find yourself saying that you're just lucky, then please know that it's imposter syndrome and you want to attack it ASAP because it is holding you back. But okay, I, I had this this poopy belief. And when I realized it, I was, I was in shock. Like I, could, I couldn't believe that I had allowed this simple sentence to take root in my brain and in my heart, but it made sense because for a very long time in my career, I would make myself small. I wouldn't even know I was doing it, but I would be on stages accepting awards. And Troy, my husband would tell me that my body language wasn't my normal self, that I physically was shrinking myself in those moments because I was uncomfortable with my success. And this snowballed into so many other aspects of my business and life. But once I had my my aha moment and identified this belief, I was able to exterminate it really quickly. And it's that bad boy is gone forever. My, my results in my business once again broke open like a dam. Uh, once I got rid of the stinking thinking and things fell into alignment, which is a beautiful feeling. Okay. So going back to the main point here, it's vital to know these three reasons why someone doesn't buy from you from a psychological perspective, because it allows you to use sales psychology in your DMS and in your messaging to take these hurdles head on. And this is powerful. It's like a secret weapon in your, in your toolkit. All right. So if you have people saying things like, I don't have the money for this right now, or I barely have time to eat breakfast, there's no way I have enough time to do this course. Then those are examples of reasoning to back up a belief that they have. Does that make sense? So anytime they're pointing to external circumstances, like money, time, um, it's a busy time of year. I'm going on vacation soon. All of these are super common examples of reasoning that human beings use to back up an existing belief. And again, that belief is one of those three main things we already covered. Number one, they don't truly believe in their ability. Two, they don't truly believe trust or like you. Or three, they don't believe in the offer. But here's the thing. These beliefs feel like facts to them. Like they look at their bank account and they, they say, yeah, I literally don't have the money. Or they're eating breakfast on the run while driving their kids to school and heading to work and thinking, uh, yeah, I legit don't have any free time. So you don't want, and please don't try, don't, you don't want to challenge them on these statements because that'll turn into a belief battle and no one wants that. It's a lose-lose. So sales psychology 101 is that we need to put ourselves in their shoes. You want to craft your DMs and messaging from their perspective because it's their truth. And we have to know like our audience's brain so well that we can meet them where they are and address the three main objectives in a, in a proactive and effective way that translates to a sale. So let's just walk through a typical DM conversation here and how you can take an objection 
And using sales psychology, you can bring them to a place where they're committed to your process. So let's say someone watches your free webinar and then sends you a message saying that they loved it so much and they wish they could join the program right now because they really want to grow their blog, but that they will join you when they have the money. Okay. That's a pretty common one is number one. Step one, you want to always start with gratitude and use their name. Okay. Using someone's name is just, it's an underutilized, simple way to make people feel seen and heard. And you want to customize it to that person and their message, right? So start off with saying, Hey, Beth, thank you so much for this message. I so appreciate it. And then then you want to ask them a question that puts them in a conversation. So that's step two. So you may say something like, so you mentioned that you have a dream for your blog. Could you tell me more about what your dream is for your blog? And if they respond with something surface level, like, gosh, I just want to have more page views, then you want to respond and get a little bit more specific because this process right here is really about helping them formulate their vision and their dream. Because most people, they don't have someone that they can spitball back and forth with about this topic. So I would ask, okay, awesome. So you want more page views. Okay. You want to repeat what they said. Do you have a number in mind as a goal, like for your next benchmark? Like, are you thinking that would be around 50,000 or 75,000 page views? And this is just a little tip here. Giving examples like that as markers really help them respond. It just kind of gets their brain working in that right direction. And so let's say they respond with an answer so that they ask, um, yes, it's 50,000 page views. And you say, sweet. Okay, so your next benchmark goal is 50,000 page views. Awesome. Do you have a time frame in mind for making this a reality? Like, are you thinking by August, October? And then they respond, see how we've breadcrumbed this conversation, by the way? It's a lot of back and forth, but that is really good. And they would say, oh, I would love for this in six months to have a blog that does XYZ. And they go on to list more details of their dream. So you reply, okay, great. So based on your timeline, you could actually join the program in May at the latest, and it would still be achievable for you to follow the system and hit your benchmarks. I can save you a seat and heck, I'd even still give you the fast action bonus that everyone is getting this week. Do you want to do that? So you end with a question. So what you've done here is you've acknowledged her vision and you've learned more about her. You've used her name several times in the exchanges, and you also didn't try to battle with her about her limiting belief, right? Instead, you're meeting her where she is. And that's because, this is my belief, your goal in every DM is actually not to make a quick sale. Like, I I don't, that's not your goal. Your goal is to make people feel heard and seen. It's to make them feel acknowledged and appreciated. Like people have fears that hold them back. And sometimes just you putting them first and helping them feel seen and heard is what they need in order to move past their fear and their limiting belief and take action on their vision. 
I also feel that successful DM conversations are never about trying to convince someone that they need what you offer. I mean, I don't know, they'll decide that on their own. So your job in the DMs is never to convince them of anything. It's truly to help them feel seen and heard and offer a solution to join you in a capacity that meets them where they are. And if they truly want that transformation right now, then awesome. Great. Let's go. But if they just can't get themselves there, that's okay. It's not their time. So then you just change the conversation. They'll join you when they're ready. And when they are feeling ready, they're going to be more successful, if that makes sense. So another, just a really quick second example here, another common DM you may get are those surface level questions like, do you have a payment plan? Or when does your next program start? So big tip here, you don't want to reply and simply answer that question. Like facts do not convert. So don't do that. right? There's always a question behind the question. That's actually a psychological tactic to always look for the question behind the question that someone is asking. So you always want to dig a little deeper. And these questions tell me and tell you that they're a serious buyer. Like they're already very interested, but something is holding them back. Something doesn't feel quite safe. So if someone is asking, do you have a payment plan? Do not do what most people do and reply with, yep, it's $97 a month. Here's the link. Like, please don't do that. (laughs) Okay. Instead, you want to say something like, hi, Beth. So again, use their name. Awesome question. I'm assuming that you want the payment plan options that you can get started with creating your business business growth game plan for just the $97 versus the $997. Perfect. And so many people jump in this way. Here is the link where you can become a member. I'm excited to see you inside with the payment plan option. When you join, please let me know so that I can get you added to the Facebook group and send your link for the exclusive seven day quick start. Okay. So in this one short message, you have done four important things. Number one, you've normalized the payment plan by saying, Hey, You're not alone in wanting this option. Like a lot of people do it. That's big. Number two, you've price anchored the payment plan. So price anchoring means that you've tied the lower price to a higher price comparison point, thereby like making that lower price sound way more manageable. So by bringing up the annual price of $997, the $97 in comparison sounds so doable. Number three, you've used her name. So right there, simple. You've helped her feel seen and heard. And number four, you've painted the picture of what will happen as soon as she joins. That helps someone with anxiety and uncertainty when they're thinking about taking a big leap like this to just say, this is what what you can expect to happen. That's, That's so big. So With this little message here, you've helped them get off the fence without pitching them or selling them. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's recap here and I'll also throw in a few little bonus tips. Number one, the DMs are where you can have real conversations with real people. It's a a place to embrace as a business. Number two, your goal, 
in the DMs is to make people feel seen and heard. Number three, you want to quickly identify which of those three core beliefs are holding them back from taking the next step. Is it lack of belief in themselves? Is it lack of belief or familiarity or trust with you and your ability to help them transform? Or number three, is is it a lack of belief in the program or methodology itself? All right, number four, always use their name, show gratitude for their message, and don't get into a belief battle with them. Number five, mirror their language. Okay, you got to put on your psychologist hat here. You want to use their words and tie it to a question to learn more about them and their desired transformation. Number six, positivity and confidence should permeate your message. Remember, they're often looking for clues that joining you is a safe choice. So let them borrow your confidence. And seven, lastly, breadcrumb your messages appropriately. So don't reply with one giant long paragraph. Break it up into smaller back and forth messages when it makes sense. And also break up your sentences into smaller paragraphs. It makes it much easier for people to read and process. Okay, so I hope today's episode is inspiring you to dive into your DMs. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare to Decide podcast. If this was helpful for you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It's truly what helps the podcast grow. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and tell me what you think. I can't wait to hear from you.